One's a movie buff. One watches movies just enough. Together, fun will be had by all. This is Nadine Katie at the Movies. Bonjour, mon ami. Welcome to a brand new episode of Nathan and Katie at the Movies. I am Nathan, a.k.a. Nathan, of course, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Katie. Bonjour, Katie. Is that supposed to be a French accent? Um, we need not, to have a disclaimer. It's not supposed to be. It is one. Oh, I'm so sorry. You are the actor. Um, we need to have to have a disclaimer at the beginning of our episode. It says there are some offensive... Um... <laughs> No, we're not um, putting disclaimers on cultural. our episodes like we that like Disney does. I'm just kidding. Why are you speaking, Nathan, in French? Because the movie that we watched was a oh French movie called The Four Hundred Blues, which has nothing to do with boxing. Like, I waited the whole movie to understand what Four Hundred Blows means, but we'll get it, there. And it never happened. Nothing ever happened that that justified the title of the movie. But well, before does. we get it into does. any more of what we thought of this French classic that came out in 1959, I think, I got to go over the very short synopsis. The 400 Blows is about the young boy left without attention, and he delves into a life of petty crime. Hopefully you can understand me. I was doing my best. Uh, Inspector Clouseau from the Pink Panther movies, which, are, which we should watch those anyway. This movie stars Jean-Pierre Lud, Albert Remy, Claire Marier, and Guy de Combeville. Guy de Combeville plays the teacher in the film. I don't know why I mentioned him specifically. It had nothing to do with anything. So let's just dive into what we thought of this movie. Yeah. I will start. Can yeah, I start? Prefer- preferably with an American accent. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm going to start. And just be totally honest, I fell asleep watching this movie. Yeah, I okay, wait, pause. Is have you on this whole journey? I don't remember when was the last time you fell asleep watching a movie? That's pretty that's pretty bad. I mean, I've fallen asleep watching things before, not like things we've talked about on our list. But th- I mean, it's, this isn't the first time I've tried to watch something and I've fallen asleep. But I just I just couldn't get into it. And I don't know if it's because of the French and having to read the subtitles, but I've watched things and read subtitles before, like the best picture nominee anatomy of a fall is sometimes French. Like they speak French in the movie. So I know I can handle it. What did you think of this movie? I mean, did you fall asleep? Did you stay up for the whole thing? I did also kind of fall asleep. I did. I watched the whole thing. I just was falling asleep. Um, but to be fair to myself, it was like 1 a.m. when I finished. So, um, but yes, it is a French film. So the whole thing is, you know, you're having to read the words at the bottom unless you speak French. Uh, and um, and I, by the way, you are able to watch this on the HBO Max, but also on YouTube. So I watched it on YouTube. 
because of the subtitles, I thought I'd be able to watch it faster. You know, I always like to do 1.25 speed because of having to read and kind of watch at the same time. It was definitely, I mean, maybe that's part of it is it's exhausting for your brain to be having to watch, but also read um, the movie. Um, but I do want to go back to, you said the 400 blows. So again, on the whole movie, I'm waiting for how 400 blows is going to tie into this movie. And I did research. The problem is, of course, in the translation. So the 400 blows is how it's literally translated in English. But the French phrasing, which I think I wrote down, it's like, I can't say it. Fairless, quartre, sense, coup. Anyway, what it it means in French, although it translates to 400 blows, is actually more of like a saying, like to live a wild life. So if you were apparently, and this is what I was reading, apparently they tried to make it more of like a meaning translation, like to live a wild life. But then the U.S. publishers or U.S. people were like, no, you have to make it literal. So if you had named it to live a wild life, I feel like that would have made more sense and goes along with the plot. So we'll give them some credit. I think there's a disconnect there. Um, but I'll tell you what, Nathan, the movie, I was doing research and it blows my mind. This is a just like classic film. I found um, a few articles talking about how this is the favorite movie of Wes Anderson, Steven Spielberg, Nicolas Cage, Woody Allen. It's like changed people's lives. These, This is something that people just laud as being a huge, huge, huge part of the history of film. So I kind of wasn't sure if maybe you, with your acting background, had heard of it, but maybe film is quite different than theater. I had never heard of this movie. And the directors and people you just listed are weird. So it makes sense that they like this movie. I mean, Wes Anderson movies yeah, are Wes very <laughs> distinct style, very weird. And so I don't really trust his opinion on movies because majority of his movies, you know, even though Judson, if he's listening to this episode, will hate me. But he knows that majority of Wes Anderson movies I don't like. I think the other big piece of this was why it was so popular was because it's something that's lost on us in 2024. We're only seeing the post 400 Blows film era. Whereas I, I guess why it's so influential was it changed how film happened. Like it was a it was an amazing at the time. It was very cutting edge the way that it's filmed. I mean, I will say I did like it. It was very beautiful. I appreciated some of the moving scenes. Like at the very end, he's just running for like two minutes straight, but it's like following him running. I thought it was very beautiful. I liked watching it in black and white. You know, I don't watch much in black and white. Of course, I Love Lucy was in black and white, but I, th I think it was also beautiful because this is sort of an autobiography of the director and so maybe that was another big piece is anyone who is in film probably could identify with the movie because they're like, hey, this is this is my life. I'm a I was a troubled kid, but then I always found myself and found meaning in the cinema. Yeah, I guess I, I, guess. Yeah, I guess. OK, no, but here's the here's the thing to, to your point. All of this is stuff I've researched after the movie. Right. So if if I had not done any research and you're just asking me, did I like this movie? I'm like, no. And I have no idea why it's popular. Um, to give some some positives, though, I, I thought the kid was incredible. So that main actor is playing basically like a middle schooler. I don't think you get the exact age, but wow. I mean, he's carrying the show. It's it's about him. And I thought he was incredible, like his facial acting, um, his attitude. Like, And again, maybe this is why I didn't find it acting. 
I worked with middle schoolers for so long and done middle school ministry that he played the part exact. So, so again, maybe my mind was almost, it was so good that I wasn't thinking. I was like, yep, middle school boy, like it's exactly what they're like. But the acting was well done for, for a movie that I didn't understand a word they were saying, even though I could read it on the bottom of the screen. I thought the acting was good. I thought they portrayed the father as like he was sort of loving, but at the same time, he was still neglectful. And the mom mm-hmm. was just outright neglectful. And there was no support. Uh, obviously, it's about a kid who has no support system at home, no support system at school. He has some friends, but they don't really like or they're not like the good kind of friends. They kind of egg him on to do bad things and stuff. So I understand what the movie was doing. It was like a coming of age movie. And I understand. I understand all of that. And I can understand. Yes, it was beautifully shot. It it, would, it did look nice in black and white. And so I get all that too. But at the same time, I fell asleep during it. So that says a lot to me. It's also different in if you identified it with it. So I think this would also be more powerful if, and, and I'm just assuming based on our friendship, what I know about your childhood, you weren't like a huge troublemaker rebel that like got in trouble all the time at school and sent to the principal's office. Um, I was quite, I'm quite a rule follower. I'm the opposite of this kid, right? Like I'm the one that if you remember, he's like tattling, he like tattletales on the kid a few times and they gets picked on. I would be more the tattletale. So I think that's another piece is you have a whole giant group of people in society that align a little more with him and maybe that the traditional school and traditional childhood doesn't fit. So I do like kind of the story it's telling. It's like, okay, this guy's troubled, but he's also adventurous. Like he wants to learn more. He's curious. He goes exploring all the time like he he's a curious mind and it almost shows you that if he could be harnessed correctly that it is there is a brilliance there's not just a bad kid out there and and I will say I speak I hear that a lot as a teacher like I could see him as being one of those kids that if you got him in the right sport or got him in the right activity he would have flourished but unfortunately like you said like fitting in normal society he was just a, ends up in like <laughs> he like goes to straight up just juvenile like he steals a typewriter and goes straight up to like jail for kids. I think I fell asleep during that part, but I did watch the trailer and I noticed that, yes, he does steal a typewriter, but I probably fell asleep when that actually happened in the movie. Cause I think I woke up and he was at the, like, it was literally the end of the movie. It's like running, 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 running. He gets well, he was at the juvenile place, I guess, playing soccer. And then he escapes. And then that's the end of it. Well, and I liked that it ends on like a cliffhanger in a way of like, is he going to get in? Because the whole movie is just a series of you thinking that he's going to turn his life around. And it's going to be OK. And then he does something else. Bonehead move. But it ends with like, I don't know, maybe he'll get caught and be in, in trouble again or he'll be on the next adventure. Or maybe he'll become a boxer and finally deliver <laughs> Do those 400 blows. <laughs> Uh, but anyway was there any dislikes was there any dislikes for you you named a lot of likes and i don't really have that many likes well again admitted admittedly my likes are post watching like my likes are post research having someone help me analyze the movie understanding it now i appreciate it, it more for what it is but me as the one between the two of us who's usually just straight up entertainment or not entertainment i was not entertained not really and it was depressing like I think it's a beautiful part of film. It's just not one I like. 
it goes back to what we talked about with um, Southland. I don't really like realism in my movies. I live real life. I go to the movies for an escape. So watching a kid be neglected, being misunderstood at school, getting in trouble and like not living up to his potential. Am I supposed to be inspired? Am I supposed to like, I, I don't, I don't understand what message I maybe personally would get out of this. Then you're going to love what we're going to watch next. But before we get okay. to that, let's go ahead and rate this thing. I think we've already told our thoughts about what we thought about the 400 blows or to live a crazy life is the French would like to call it. So <laughs> sorry. Sorry to all the French listeners, because I'm pretty sure uh, according to our podcast thing that we use, there are some French people who listen. So I apologize in advance. So let us rate the 400 blows. Katie, what, what would you give this movie one to six stars? One from one to 400. Uh, I'm just kidding. Well, it was definitely just purely because of the impact it's made on movies that I do like, right? Of all these, I like Spielberg. I like Nick Cage. I, I like Wes Anderson. So if they influenced how these guys make movies, I have to give it some credit. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily watch it again. So we're going to give it a three. I'm going to give the 400 blows a very, very not good score of a 1.5 out of six stars because I fell asleep during it. That's like the big, my biggest reason. If I wow. fall asleep during a movie, it's not getting a high score. It's just not doing it. So that, my friends, is the 400 blows or to live a crazy life or wild life. So we're moving on to something else that Katie probably won't like because she really hates realism. And we're going to be watching the miniseries Generation Kill, which takes place during the beginning of the Iraq war. Good times. You, you've you got to. <laughs> hey, again, like I said last episode, this is what happens when you don't do don't do what you say you're going to do. And that is look through the list, find the ones you think you're going to want to watch. And that's what we go by. Sorry, this is my list now. So Generation Kill can be found on the streaming service, formerly known as HBO Max, now called Max. It is only seven episodes because it is a miniseries. And so, yeah, that's what we're watching next. I actually can't wait to watch what we're going to watch at the end of this month because it is a classic, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. If you're following us on our social media platforms, you should already know what we're going to watch at the end of this month. And if you want to be nice, it would be really awesome that if you're listening to this episode right now, right after it ends, go ahead and share it on your own personal social media accounts. Oh, that'd be so nice. That yes, would be so nice because that. we want people to listen to us talk about our opinions of movies. We really do. It would That's mean a true. lot. It really is. And, um, if you give me a chance to uh, end the episode with a quote, I, I will. I'm going to try my best French. Au revoir, mi amores. Au revoir. Would you just call me? Thanks for listening to Nady and Katie at the movies. Feel free to leave us a review so people can find the show. Follow us on all our social media platforms. And if there's a movie that you want us to watch, feel free to contact us at nadieandkatie@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.